0: When I was a kid, you said there was a swimming pool and a library, and the swimming pool was in the library.
1: Yeah, not sure where it's got to now. It'll turn up, so.
0: Dirty Hooers. <laughs> 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 Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who.
1: From four grown adults should Probably no better. From four grown adults who should probably be working.
0: We're not afraid to say it like it is. Or the word bollocks. www.dirtywhores.com
1: Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Whores.
0: If you like
2: that kind of thing. We're also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo!
3: Fantastic. on C. Cock. With your hosts...
0: Number one assistant... Terry Life. Oolon. Sputters. Sputnik. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia.
3: Lord President. Sen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Dirty Horse Doctor Who Podcast. We're going to do a review of the next two episodes that we just come across in the new series. So that would be Hide, a modern ghost story, perhaps, or a 70s ghost story. These are both Matt Smith, Gemma Louise Coleman this one's got Doug Ray Scott in it who's awesome and Jessica Rain who's going to be Verity Lambert what? in the TV special. oh is
2: that her so a
3: damn interesting episode and then after that we're going to have a look at Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS both in the same episode now Journey to the Centre <laughs> of the TARDIS oh where do I start
2: <laughs> Matt Smith
3: Jim and Louise Coleman some guys yeah. it was written by Stephen Thompson
2: I think written stretching it a bit
3: Stephen Thompson did
2: Curse of the Black Chide, yeah
3: so we'll have a look at that but what we're going to do with that? We get a lot of feedback on the website and on Facebook stuff. And Sen, being the president as he is, has quite a following when he gets a chance to express his opinion. I think <laughs> I we're going to let Sen go first on that one. May <laughs> not get a chance to speak. So <laughs>
1: I don't have that much. Well, that's, maybe I do. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Considering I watched it an hour and a half before we recorded this podcast, I'm still a little raw
3: about
0: Hold on to that and let's move to Yeah, home. yeah.
3: Perhaps we should just quickly explain our rating system because we haven't done it for a while. Yeah. Our rating system is based on how much you would pay for a 70s gigolo or prostitute, starting off with the free BJ or the Bangkok BJ or the tranny surprise right down at the bottom, working <laughs> all the way up to the $50 whore, the presidential whore, marathoner, herself up at the top there and it's a uh, far 10, 20 in the middle. There you go.
2: 20 with probably picnic lunch. I guess I'm
0: crazy here. I'm giving it a 50. No tips. Ooh.
3: I'm going to go for a 20 but I'll pay for clean
1: sheets before she turns up.
0: you <laughs> um, you. W.
1: I'm going to go with a 10 but a very generous tip.
2: I really, really enjoyed this one apart from one thing and that was the monster. We didn't really? even see it. My major problem with the monster was the same problem we had with the ice warrior the prosthetics were crap there was just that last bit at the end where you actually got to see the damn thing up close and it was rubbish if they'd kept the filters on it that they'd kept throughout the episode you know the sort of weird judgery thing brilliant, mm-hmm, brilliant. that bril- yes that, that was, was really awesome. nice but when they just showed you that the head on a stick over his shoulder why you didn't need to do that we don't need to see it it's scary when you don't see it it was a really beautifully done episode apart from that i mean all the weird effects the lighting the sound just seeing glimpses of Things when the lightning went off. That bit where the two of them are standing in the window and you get the lightning flash and that things behind them reaching out to them on the shoulder. I nearly died. I mean, it was so atmospheric and beautifully done. Up until the bit where you have the crappy monster prosthetic. I didn't like the bit where they were barrelling the TARDIS. Other than that, that was the best so far of this season. I don't normally rate Doug Gray Scott. I was surprised when I found out it was him. I kind of was really hoping they were going to go for the one of those two was dead and was actually a ghost as well. In uh, okay. certain yeah, ways they were yeah, playing yeah. it for a while we weren't sure yeah. whether he was dead. She couldn't let him go. But the, but the
3: thing is that there are no ghosts in Doctor Who. Right. Hey. It's always aliens or time. It's not shit.
0: explainable. There's
3: no ghosts, there is no yeah. supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite rare I thought to actually get an empath. Yes. We've never yeah. really had a proper psychic and it's really been said this is a proper psychic. I mm. don't think. I it's so. always been next to a bleed or mm. something like that.
2: No, I and mean, I mean you're right. I mean it was really good. I mean the interplay between the two of them was good. It was all really really nicely put together and done apart from that yeah. monster but as we know you can't get away now in Doctor Who without having a monster because you need a lump of plastic to sell to the kids and the collectors you know what you say
3: about that about the monster I see what you're saying now that you're saying it but I didn't see that when I was seeing it no whoa <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> oh, that wow, was have
2: good another drink. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing that really jumped me was the fact that Doug Ray Scott just wasn't quite old enough to be playing the role if that was 73 and he'd been an SOE during the war he should have been a bit older
3: yeah but he's got a face like a saddlebag with eyes yeah. you got to wear
2: it <laughs> 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 yeah
3: you did <laughs> i got to say I fucking loved in this I thought you he was he was me. awesome there was a great relationship between Carla and the Doctor as well like, come on damn me God, on <laughs> I quite of liked all that no it was bloody marvellous the reason I didn't give it a 50 and I've got to say Terry I was very close <laughs> to giving it a 50 was because of the last two minutes I thought the last two minutes oh shit utter crap from the second the TARDIS started flying mm. itself I went kick the screen. (laughs) The whole love story between two aliens just
2: Yeah, it wasn't necessary.
3: No. I'm flying the TARDIS back in there again. If you're going to do that to a piece of technology that is capable of wiping out a universe, you twat.
0: For me it was okay that they did that quote romance thing at the end but it bothered me the way Matt Smith delivered that line he just made it cheesier than it had to be
3: Yeah I think that's how he was directed mm. for it And I like the kind of Scooby Doo bit of yeah. you holding your
2: hand
3: <laughs> 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 But so Doctor who to have it in there it Oh just yeah really made me smile. It
2: was very very much a 1970s television ghost story Yes Yeah,
3: yes. yeah. it was yeah. perfectly
2: of its
0: era I loved her yeah. outfit talking Fashion here, but, but was that a callback to one of Joe's outfits? Because it looked awfully familiar yeah. to me. It looked like Sarah Jane in one of her reporter phases.
3: I've not really got a lot to say other than it was great, and I love the way the actors all chewed up the screen. The supporting actors, probably yeah. more so. Easy. Can I go? Please <laughs> do.
0: It's, it's kind of reminded me of the Poltergeist when she was like, "Go into the light."
3: funny. Nice.
0: <laughs> <Carry me. laughs> I love the professor and his assistant. I thought they were perfect. I love that, that when they had those <gasps> I'm so excited. When they had those little moments what of intimacy f- <laughs> She did give the, the she part. did give him a fifty. When they had those little moments of intimacy and they were not saying what you could see that they were trying to say, you could see it all in their face and I thought that was really powerful. They were only a few seconds long and it was just like ooh, yes, we get these people and what they're going through and the passion parallels between the doctor and pretty much any companion. (laughs) It was really nice, very cute nod to the 70s assistants. I loved it when the two companions go off on their own and have their little tete-a-tete, and she gives her that creepy advice about the Mm. doctor. That was good. Yeah. The moment that made the whole episode of 50 for me was when Clara and the doctor are on the console room of the TARDIS, and she happens looking through all the different... Ages and she has that moment of realization. She's like, I am mm. just a little speck of dust. I'm a ghost yeah. to you. Mm. And you know, I mean, I think this happens to most companions at some point or other, but I think when she had her moment of that, it was very powerful. Because he had
2: no clue. He really couldn't understand why that right. bothered her. And exactly. that was wonderful.
0: It was really nicely done.
3: And I also thought he sort of played it a little bit of like, oh shit, okay. yeah, that's going to bother me. <laughs> yeah,
0: her, isn't it? oh, I guess yep. I'm going yeah. to have to. Somehow justify myself for being an <sighs> asshole. No, no, no. I do care. I do care, you know. You are the only mystery worth solving. Oh, that just got me.
3: Yeah, but did he mean the human race or
0: did he mean... meant. Yeah, exactly. I think he meant both. Yeah. He was saying the human race, but he was also thinking about her. And that's what was so lovely about the writing was it was kind of ambiguous there. If
3: we're playing cool bits, can I guess what another one of your favorite moments would be? <laughs> the second somebody said crystal. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> Sweet. Oh,
0: my gosh. love that. asm. Awesome.
2: it. Yes. it was rather what? nice but again done in such a way that if you weren't a fan of the original
0: series it's not going to affect your viewing it was sure. just, another just, just another piece we? Yeah. yeah we all yeah. know that
3: it's the big thing now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that and for me know. when he said this isn't a ghost story it's a love story I think that was the crux of everything and Doctor Who is not about the monsters it's about love in general and the Doctor's love for mystery humans the TARDIS etc cetera, etc cetera, in a very general way I I think that's what that Hang on,
3: hang, about. on hang on, Just been a little bit. <laughs> She's, say, in She's my
0: mouth. so Californian, isn't she? It's why we <laughs> love her. <laughs> oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> Terry, you do realize that Paul McCann was not in it.
0: <laughs> well,
1: you're kind of. The you know, doctor
0: was in it. You're having a bit of a moment
1: there all by yourself. And just the last time I've heard you sound like that was when we were pretty sure that you were getting off talking about Paul McCann. Oh, so,
0: fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Bite me, Lord President. Moving on. <laughs>
1: basically took what I was going to say. I absolutely loved this episode. It was a full stop 50 for me up until the last two minutes, and they really kind of trashed it. It was shit in the last two minutes. It sucked ass.
3: Okay, I well, just- Sen had a very, very quick review there at the end, and that's because... <laughs>
2: We're going on to the next
3: I one now. Absolutely. Has anyone got great. quotes? Last um, one.
2: Terry's done a couple of really good ones. When she's calling the TARDIS a cow. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Let me
0: in, you grumpy old cow. I She
1: about lost me there. I about wish that they would let her die again at that point. But...
0: Oh. And then she says, I knew it. You were the
2: thing that I loved it is because Jenna Coleman's got such a weird accent. And you can really tell she's from Lancashire the moment she hits a flat vowel. So she's doing this lovely received pronunciation. And then you go, grumpy cow. <laughs> <laughs> you just see it with the fag dangling and the curlers <laughs>
3: yes.
2: oh yeah sorry it's, it's to
3: really me. nice for me when she does because obviously i'm from lancashire and you pick it up all the time and there's a certain i would say this because i am from lancashire but there's a certain attitude to people from lancashire i've even had it said oh yeah well you're from lancashire which she really has in spades and it, to be honest it's quite nice i do like yeah. it for that <laughs> I did like nice action on the toggle oh. switch.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. The
3: toggle switch. Yeah. Actually, I like the word toggle. Nice noun.
0: He also says, every oh, lonely good. monster needs a companion.
3: Which is smushy bollocks. Oh, fuck oh. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> oh you.
2: Are we already <laughs> Okay. Okay. Okay.
3: And then the journey to the centre oh of the TARDIS Matt Smith Jen, Louise Cullen we've done all this <laughs> Jen, Louise Cullen oh my god I've just given her a
2: new name so fantastic yes <laughs> <laughs>
3: you my wife
1: now.
2: we lovely sexy old
3: Let's get some reviews out of
1: the way. Should I rate this on its qualities an episode or how I actually felt while I was watching it? Oh, yeah. yeah the, he's different he's, different isn't it, the TARDIS is too close to my heart for me to objectively oh. look at the episode from a dramatic compared to the rest of the season standpoint. And you know what? You know?
0: Our name is the Dirty Whores. Go it, with your gut.
1: I'm on the other side of the planet. And while this
3: was on television, I thought, Sam, will be watching this. And as I thought that, I could hear the rest <laughs> of prims in the I can hear
2: a million voices crying out as if in horror and then um, You know we have the free BJ. I'm sorry but I'm not letting this one anywhere near my private or any other erogenous zones, like at least ten foot.
3: Well, okay, if we're doing ratings, I'm gonna go for a five. And the only thing that makes it a five is the fact that I'm gonna get an observatory and a giant <laughs> library to put in my side. You do know that
2: was the observatory for Tooth and Claw. They just copied the picture and pasted it on a wall. I don't care. Sen's
3: going to make it now. He's going to make this arrangement of bottles, <laughs> right, with a sort of did cloud effect, and you'll be able to drop a WAV file into it so it can be your conversation oh. in the TARDIS or whatever. Oh, my
1: God.
0: You've just a- said this
1: on a podcast that SL people listen to.
3: Now oh, we got to fuck.
1: fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> got to do it before everybody else does it.
1: No, we don't do it before everyone else. We do it better than everyone else.
0: Ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm giving it a $20 whore. Ooh. Yeah, okay. I am. Prof, after
3: you said that, there was a pause. Leave that pause uh.
1: forget that this is about the TARDIS just quality as a Doctor Who episode I gotta go with Ulan on this and give it a five and that's me desperately trying to be objective just doing the comparing it to the rest of the season thing as an hour of television
3: time beyond time a president (laughs) was born eventually his time would come and that time would be An episode just about the
1: TARDIS. Since this is Dirty Hooers, this for me was like a Beyonce video. It was really visually. You can't look away because it's just awesome to look at, and yet far better enjoyed if you hit the mute button.
3: (laughs) Beyonce
1: videos, essentially, to the average male, such as Sen and
3: myself, are utter shit.
1: However, that is <laughs> oh, all and, and to top it off, Ulan, I'm a musician by trade so it oh. really kind of makes me want to vomit oh, and yet no. I still can't look away.
2: It was like a porn <laughs> mm-hmm. movie as well because you had the doctor putting his big friendly button into Clara's crack. Oh! oh. <laughs> cut, cut out! No, cut, no! No! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, let's be honest. That's what this episode was. It was a sad excuse to run around the TARDIS, see all sorts of stuff that we don't have any business seeing, and then erase it all at the end so that it didn't affect the characters. It was a guided tour that we should have never gotten, because this has always been the great mystery.
0: good uh, wank, 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 whatever. Yeah,
1: this episode was one big fan wank, so much so that it oh, never sorry. actually happened. I yeah, think oh, that was a yes. big of it as well
3: was a big reset button. It's just the most mundane, childish oh, it was plot device ever. It's like waking yeah. up and everything uh, is in uh, From dream. a
1: dramatic perspective, it was an absolute steaming pile of crap. But everything that we saw in every scene was beautiful and perfect. They could not have done a better job, in my opinion. And these are images I've been picturing in my yeah. head since I was five years old. And, and with only a couple of exceptions, visually, this was almost as perfect as it could have been, right down to the fact that they all Almost showed us everything, but she kept her panties on. Because we didn't get to see the actual engine room. The set that was never built. The set that was supposed to be built for the Edge of Destruction, but of course they never had the money to do it. It's like the graphics designers sat down and they were just fucking loaded and stoned one night and started doing storyboards for what they think the TARDIS should look like. And then Muffet looked at it and went, fuck, let's throw a script together and build all these. (laughs) I mean, it's just visually gorgeous, and I know you guys probably are curious what I have to say about the Eye of Harmony. Oh, you've no idea. That has been such a contradictory thing throughout the history of Doctor Who. I'd love to slam the new series for it, but I can't. And sci-fi has always had a problem with their godlike technologies. Star Trek never knew how to handle warp drive. Doctor Who never knew how to handle the eye. If this really was just a visual spooge fest, because that's all it was, then yeah, it had to be this way.
3: Sen, can yeah. I give you a little personal theory? Because he always had to charge up your excuses, folks, but Sen is yeah, I are a bit sir. geeky about this. <laughs> and it kind of has to fit our understanding yeah. of Doctor Who to be right. And if we crowbar this, then we crowbar it. He mm-hmm. had to charge it up on a rift for ages. But then the computer game came along, mm. the Dalek computer game. And at the end of the Dalek computer yeah. game was the Eye of Harmony. How the fuck he got that into the TARDIS and how it looks completely different. It's not like in the TARDIS. I'm kind of finding <laughs> I can... No, you guys, oh, it, it is, in is the not it was in, in, the, the in the TARDIS.
0: I don't see it as being in the Go TARDIS on. anymore that it was in the TARDIS during the movie. I never thought it was in the TARDIS. It's a conduit. It's a wormhole to the actual Eye of Harmony. Mm. There's only yes, one it. Eye of Harmony.
3: But he set that with the Eye of Harmony. He didn't say it was the link to the Eye of Harmony. Okay,
0: it, that doesn't he matter. He's pointing point to it, harmony. and it's the Eye of Harmony. That semantic technicality, that doesn't mean it's not a link. He did not say it's well, actually, not a link, it's the actual. Okay? Here's the thing. So if Terry, you're going to get uh, all pedantic, did. he didn't really say it specifically.
1: Well, Terrence, how yeah, patented. Um, you know, i got to say, Terry, I have always shared your view on that. A lot of our RP in Second Life is based around that fact. And that line of thinking easily explains what we've seen in the new series why all of a sudden he has to recharge because the power source is gone, because the eye is gone. However, as much as we hate to admit it, every right. episode that appears on screen is canon. It was patently obvious what. We saw. We however, saw the eye of harmony in the TARDIS, and however, I really wish you were right, Terry. I do because I want. I am it to right. Be I'll
0: tell you why. Because there's no such thing as Doctor Who canon. Okay. I mean, we all fucking like sit here and talk like there's really a consistency. The only canon in so Doctor I'm Who about. is that there is no consistent canon. Okay. <gasps> we all just try to pick and choose the best bits and ignore <laughs> the crap. Like you know, it's supposedly canon that the. Doctor Doctors have human, right? We all know that's absolute horse crap, right? No, we
1: don't. We
3: justify it in our own crazy Hoovian way. Justify stuff. The doctor just said that just to, you know. (laughs) The
0: way I look at it, I'm rewriting what we saw in the RTD era. So (laughs) I'm re justifying. When he said there's no connection to the Eye of Harmony, I saw it as his TARDIS is damaged and the link is damaged.
1: If you are right, Gallifrey's gone. The eye is gone.
0: time lock. It is not gone. So something may have changed or whatever during the end of David Tennant. The, the Daleks
3: got the Eye of Harmony. You
0: know, because they brought them back and then he threw them back into the time lock. They're still in the fucking time lock. They're not gone.
3: But, when it comes to the Eye of Harmony, Moffat mm-hmm. has said that those games yes. are canon.
0: I haven't played the game. Alright, we can't
3: get away with that. He said that Actually they're not. canon.
0: First game's pretty good. Okay, so what canon. happens? Explain a little more.
3: Yeah, it is. And at the end of the first game, he comes across the Eye of Harmony. The okay. Daleks captured okay. the Eye of Harmony in the crucible at the production, right? Who knows what okay. the fuck he did with it? He could have picked that okay. up and put it inside the TARDIS, he could have buried it somewhere or whatever and put a link mm-hmm. between his TARDIS and yeah. that because it's probably too fucking powerful. Yeah. Either way, Either way. I, I'll
0: buy that. You can there, agree to disagree, it's yeah. a big there universe. Were... <laughs> I'm probably buying it. It, it, it's open for discussion. Obviously, <laughs> that, that is ever... the most reasonable explanation I've heard so far. I didn't know that much about the games because at the time my computer couldn't deal with, them. of course, yeah, and
1: you guys yeah. didn't get them anyway. There were, there were a few throwaway lines in this episode that really kind of made me stop and think about this because the doctor what he said and the way he reacted when we saw the eye he was very plain about making it seem like this was just standard Time Lord fare look guys Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not about the blinky lights and pretty buttons in the console room this is the shit right Mm -hmm. here this is no big deal for us we do this all the time yeah the inference I got and this contradicts what I've had in my head for 30 years so this was tough but the obvious inference I got Got was, oh no, they all come like this.
0: You mean every TARDIS has a separate Every TARDIS has part. an
1: eye. Every TARDIS has a star at its center. Yeah, I don't get and that. so does the Panopticon, that whenever the Time Lords require mm-hmm. massive power, that's what they do. And it has become routine for them. Every TARDIS has it. Every major city on Gallifrey mm-hmm. has it. They just have them all over the place. They just and... capture stars. That's what they do. I'll
0: go with that, but for now, that really hasn't been stated in any way. I really Just see it as all the same. One eye of harmony. Bite me. I'm sorry, I've had some wine.
3: Oh, God. I'm I'm freely
0: expressing myself. I like what you just said, but I'm not sure I can buy it over any other explanation, and I prefer thinking there's just one.
1: I think there's a big difference between a lack of continuity and evolving continuity. And I'm not playing semantics here. I honestly think there is a difference. I think when you're looking at a TV show that now spans multiple generations, and you have people writing for this show that are now writing it with their kid images in their head, You know, the people who are writing for this show are now writing what they imagined when they were three, four, seven years old watching this. What we have here is Mm. an evolving continuity, I think. We have Mm. these people who are now working on this show. This is the image they had in their head all their lives, and there's finally the special effects technology to do it justice, because fuck did the eye look cool. And as cool as I thought the eye looked, the engine room was way cooler.
2: Oh because
1: that was oh
2: that no. was the Three or but the blow up thing.
3: We still haven't got a
2: solid thing to build in second oh, life. That was neat. Because I
1: can't see it. And when you saw all of these bits and pieces frozen and the doctor said that she just wrapped her hands around the wound I'm like oh that's so that fucking was, cool. That was oh so it was but, so yeah. awesome. How many
2: more times is she going to bloody blow up and there are no consequences?
1: I like this one better. I really want to mm. pretend like that The universe was destroyed. Bullshit never happened. This was how it should be if the TARDIS it, is threatened.
0: When these writers keep doing the reset button, it has no, always fine. outraged me and bothered the shit out of me. But for some reason, inside the TARDIS, it made sense to me. I didn't mind that there was a big, giant, friendly reset button at the end of the story. Yeah. Sen, can I ask you a question? They talked
3: a bit about Oh, liquid metal, yeah. So the TARDIS being made of liquid mm-hmm. metal. Has that
1: actually been said anywhere other than no. The Virgin Adventure? No. <gasps> There was never a link in yeah. Silver Nemesis, which was the only other exposure we had to this, between that and any other Time Lord tech. Although I think there was an inference there that over the years fans have just legitimized. And here's the thing I'm going through this in my head. When that happened, when Silver Nemesis aired, the current writers were all a bunch of spotty teenagers, <laughs> just like I was. The writers yeah, right. are my age, and at your age, they're our age. They're in their 30s and 40s. It seems to me that they're doing exactly what. we do in Second Life. They're looking back and they're kind of tying some of this continuity together. And the TARDIS is made of living metal. Now we Uh know. It's not made of fucking coral. It's made of living (laughs) metal
3: yeah because we've had a long running role play in Second Life I kind of we've had to develop our own pantheon parallel to Doctor Who because of the time war and shit like that and this episode did actually just, yeah. to, just about everything except for the looming yeah.
0: stuff that we do in yeah. Second Life yeah. Yeah, it's, it
1: it's eerily so
0: it's Agreed. like you said it's Agreed. the same generation we've all picked the best shit
1: it really is yeah. vindicating to realize that <laughs> at least from a visual perspective a lot of these people have drawn the same conclusions we have to fill in the gaps I really like how they did go back to the organic thing because at first what? I was disappointed in the architectural reconfiguration room, and then I, I kind of hit pause and I rewound it. and I know that I was driving Solus insane during this episode because I rewound <laughs> it about 80 times. <laughs> I like that because it was organic looking.
0: Was that the it Avatar was... tree bit? Yes. Someone online called it an Avatar yeah, tree. I didn't buy that. that. I didn't see that really. It, is it, be- very I thought it was
3: fucking beautiful, actually. The big problem is how oh, the, the story
0: fucking on <laughs> <in> the plot. <laughs> what plot would that I really be?
3: Excuse me. We can go on forever about what this means to us and stuff, but when it comes down to it, what's made us all give it, well, except for Terry, really, but to be honest, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, T, but you're riding on a nostalgia (laughs) trip a bit.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Give
3: I mean,
0: I have some problems with it, oh. yes. Yeah.
1: I wanted to give it a 50. But it was entertaining. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was
0: it, entertaining it, to me. And the bits that I hated, I just didn't hate that much. They were pretty inconsequential.
1: It got to the point where every time someone started talking, I just wanted to hit fast forward and pause on the next room that we saw.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it never dawned on me to actually just turn the sound off and look at the visuals. Because the visuals were beautiful. The dialogue was crap. <laughs> there
1: was just ideas, though. There was the whole thing
3: Fred with the was, uh, brother who was... Uh, it was cyborg, just shit. Oh, that was
0: cool. so unneeded if, if
3: they'd have played it out a little better than they did with a proper resolution mm, to that yeah. something that they'd learnt and that would have been quite nice yeah. <laughs> they were. those guys were a bunch yeah. of shit they, oh, well, they, about just, and stuff they were there.
2: utterly superfluous and pointless like, there were so many ways you could have had the tour of the TARDIS with no. Clara no. discovering it you know something's gone wrong and she has to go and do something and they have to work together but you still have the ambiguity of the relationship between the TARDIS and Clara without having that I mean the plot was just mm-hmm. as, pardon I my language like, it was fucking awful okay. and if we had Quinn broadcasting it I'd have yeah. turned it, it was, off after was. five minutes it was that bad wow my was in danger
3: I thought it was a constant stream of techno babble can you imagine a family watching at home with a variety of kids of different ages how many of them are going to understand don't touch oh. each other because it'll oh,
0: God, please. reaffirm I would, the time stream oh little, little kids got would have gotten that, that right away can't. I would have loved that Oh, I would have please, loved really? that as a kid. I would be so into that. Oh my god! Yeah, don't touch each other. <gasps> it made total sense. Yep. Somehow they're going to turn into those guys by exposure to the I have Harmony. Yeah,
3: but you have your brain like misfires all the time. <laughs> There's neurons <laughs> going. That
0: was a long two minutes for uh. me. The big problem was that it was all about hallways, and it wasn't that different from the Invasion mm. of Time, which everyone goes, "Oh, the Invasion of Time." Yeah, it was great, but it was just filmed in a hospital. I always loved the Invasion of Time. I I had no problem with the interior of the TARDIS looking like the inside of a big building. Hey, I actually, that's funny... what I needed. This yeah. needed a Sontaran falling over a sunbed. I was a little <laughs> bored with these hallways, and I thought, oh, this is just as boring as those hospital hallways, except they're custom-made hallways. So fucking what? And then they would give us these glimpses yeah. of fantastic rooms, but we don't get to see them for more than a second. Oh, well, whoop-dee-doo. It was just a big tease, and you didn't really get to see that much, but you did get the idea so whatever.
1: I think that sums it up really nicely, that this
3: Heller
0: <laughs> <I could be laughs> You're
1: right. And if it wasn't for the fact that I now realize Hands of Omega has healthy business for the next 18 months while we... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Library. Oh, there's, there's library I think library. that must be a real library, library. somewhere and you and need no, to find CG, like, four photos which
1: is our saving grace because all three floors were the same mm-hmm. yeah they were carbon copies so we can do the same yeah. thing
0: listen I,
3: guys guys I know we're going to have to stop podcasting we've been podcasting for <laughs> <your laughs> fucking hours well ah, fucking I thought
0: bacon. it was so great um, I love the monsters oh, wow. you could hear all those sounds of all the doctors and companions talking that in the was console cool. do you know yeah. and that, that was the funniest thing
2: they did that wonderful promo trailer as a sop to the original fans because they knew how shit the actual episode was. And I have seen people actually say that the only reason they like that episode is because you can hear Ian Chesterton
0: and various of doctors talking in the background.
3: Yep. Unearthly Child, yeah, yeah, yep. Robots to right. Death, definitely, and the Doctor's Wife.
0: Okay, this is going to mark me as the worst geek possible, but for a second, I thought that Android guy—I wanted him to be like the new Chameleon companion. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. hoping that the creature would actually be Chameleon,
2: finally finding his yeah. way out of the cupboard somewhere. Uh,
3: no. Oh God. <laughs> Talking, you know me. Terry, he wouldn't yeah. have made a bad companion That's great. though. as a sort of metaphor, yeah. a guy learning and he's human again.
2: Yeah. I was just impressed a as a human, he managed actually. to get a metal pole yeah, wow. all the way through his body and never. <laughs> said
0: it.
3: No, he didn't. I- I <laughs> frame by frame, that uh, <laughs> oh. it just pins into the wall. What the fuck was that yeah. rods thing? That was just like was every like, computer yeah. game it was, in the it middle. Was, I'm sorry,
0: go, <sighs> go ahead.
3: I will not go off on this. So episode.
0: in another great moment <laughs> when you know she's all, it's a fucking appliance. I'm not going to talk to it. And then later when she goes back into the console room, she's like. Thank you. And she kisses the console room just like the doctor.
3: Let's do quotes and then let Sam Uh, close this off. I don't know that I have anything left
1: to say about this. (laughs) It was Beyonce's breasts. I mean, that was pretty much the episode.
3: Let's get some votes then. I quite liked the way they played. I think I'm more scared okay. of you right
2: Yeah, right up until the bit he like hugged her and she went, "Oh, I'm your best friend again." It's like. Ugh.
3: Once again, I thought it was a nice counterpoint. I let him get away with that, but I thought that line said a lot. He has mm-hmm. got a shaft of ice in his heart, and that's what this series is going to play out. Yeah, oh. can I give you conspiracy? Fun yeah.
0: mix, crazy conspiracy theory. Okay,
3: thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week try the fit I don't know I just had a flash I'm probably wrong but I just had a flash while she was saying certain
0: lines (gasps) well he's He's
2: either going to be Rassilon or Omega or something that sounds very much like Stephen Moffat wanking over the corpses of
0: a thousand very unhappy fans on that bombshell remember he's supposed to be the other the third person that nobody knows who he is who worked with Rassilon and Omega Omega Whatever fucking shit. And once time was reset, the one dude remembered no. the shred of decency thing. Does Clara still remember some of the things she learned? Just
3: anyone. Anyway. Yeah. Unquotable,
0: really. There was nothing yeah. really yeah, memorable Bollocks. about the time.
3: Yeah, I really had to think to find that one. Thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to be looking at in the next round the next two episodes, whatever the fuck they are. And we're also going to be looking at
2: Terror of the Zygons. Sorry, I-, I was drinking a cup of tea. Terror of the Zygons. Woo!
3: <laughs> oh, it's almost like we rehearsed it
0: <laughs>
3: Ladies and gentlemen We have been the Dirty Whores Doctor Who Podcast Good night Bye. Bye
0: You've been listening to
3: The Dirty Hooers Doctor Who Podcast
1: Follow us on iTunes or at Dirty
2: Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh yeah, we're also on Facebook
1: See you next time
3: Okay. Two seconds.
2: Are you peeing in a bottle?
3: No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
2: exactly what he's doing. Oh,
3: she gets so crude sometimes. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Dirty Hose Doctor Who Podcast. I'd like to apologize for my friend,
0: Fuchsia. <laughs> I, I really, sometimes, just, I'm annoyingly shocking. Oh,
3: she shocks me. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, that's yeah. problem. <clears throat> <laughs> <Bullshit>. <laughs>